Welcome to Read By, where today's finest authors read what matters to them, from their homes to yours. In this episode, Kenzie Allen, a 2021 Discovery Poetry Contest winner, reads Sourdough Mountain Lookout by Philip Whalen. To learn more from Allen about her choice, check out the episode description. And now, read by Kenzie Allen. From Sand Mountain Fire Lookout in the Oregon Cascades, I'm Kenzie Allen, and this is Philip Wallen's Sourdough Mountain Lookout, with an epigraph from Jung Ping. Now I am old and infirm. I fear I shall no more be able to roam among the beautiful mountains. Clarifying my mind, I meditate on the mountain trails and wander about only in dreams. This from The Spirit of the Brush, translated by Shio Sakanishi. And the poem is dedicated for Kenneth Rexroth. I always say I won't go back to the mountains. I am too old and fat. There are bugs, mean mules, and pancakes every morning of the world. Mr. Edward Wyman, 63, steams along the trail ahead of us all, moaning, my poor feet ache, my back is tired, and I've got a stiff prick, uprooting alder shoots in the rain. Then I'm alone in a glass house on a ridge, encircled by chiming mountains, with one sun roaring through the house all day, and the others crashing through the glass all night, conscious even while sleeping. Morning fog in the southern gorge, gleaming foam restoring the old sea level, the lakes in two lights, green soap and indigo, the high cirque lake, black half-open eye. Ptarmigan hunt for bugs in the snow, bear peers through the wall at noon, deer crowd up to see the lamp, a mouse nearly drowns in the honey. I see my boot prints mingle with deerfoot, bear paw, mule shoe, in the dusty path to the privy. Much later I write down, raging, Viking sunrise, the gorgeous death of summer in the east, influence of a Byronic landscape, bent pages exhibiting depravity of style. Outside the lookout I lay nude on the granite, mountain-hot September sun, but inside my head, calm, dark night with all the other stars. Heraclitus, the waking have one common world, but the sleeping turn aside, each into a world of his own. I keep telling myself what I really like are music, books, certain land and seascapes, the way light falls across them, diffusion of light through agate, light itself. I suppose I'm still afraid of the dark. Remember, smart guy, there's something bigger, something smarter than you. Ireland's fear of unknown holies drives my father's voice, a country neither he nor his great-grandfather ever saw. A sparkly tomb, a plated grave, a holy thumb beneath a wave. Everything else they hauled across Atlantic, scattered and lost in the Buffalo Plains, 
among these trees and mountains. From Dun's Scotus to this page, a thousand years. A dog walking on his hind legs, not that he does it well, but that he does it at all. Virtually a blank except for the hypothesis that there is more to a man than the contents of his jockstrap. Empedocles. At one time all the limbs which are the body's portion are brought together by love in blooming's life's high season, at another severed by cruel strife. They wander each alone by the breakers of life's sea. Fire and pressure from the sun bear down, bear down centipede shadow of palm frond, a limestone, lithograph, oysters and clams of stone, half a black rock bomb displaying brilliant crystals. Fire and pressure, love and strife, bear down, brontosaurus, look away. My sweat runs down the rock. Heraclitus, the transformations of fire are, first of all, sea, and half of the sea is earth, half whirlwind. It scatters and it gathers, it advances and retires. I move out of a sweaty pool, the sea, and sit up higher on the rock. Is anything burning? The sun itself, dying, pooping out, exhausted, having produced Brontosaurus, Heraclitus, this rock, me, to no purpose. I tell you anyway, as a kind of loving. Flies and other insects come from miles around to listen. I also address the rock, the heather, the alpine fir, Buddha, all the constituents of being are transitory. Work out your salvation with diligence. And everything, as one eminent disciple of that master pointed out, has been tediously complex ever since. There was a bird, lived in an egg, and by ingenious chemistry, wrought molecules of albumen, to beak and eye, gizzard and craw, feather and claw. My grandmother said, look at them poor bedraggled pigeons. And the sign in McAllister Street, if you can't come in, smile as you go by, love the butcher. I destroy myself, the universe, an egg, and time to get an answer. There are a smiler, a sleeper, and a dancer. We repeat the conversation in the glittering dark, floating beside the sleeper. The child remarks, you knew it all the time. I, I keep forgetting that the smiler is sleeping, the sleeper dancing. From Sock Lookout two years before, some of the view was down the Skagit to Puget Sound. From above the lower ranges, deep in the forest, lighthouses on clear nights. This year's rock is a spur from the main range, cuts the valley in two and is broken by the river. Ross Dam repairs the break, makes trolley buses run through the streets of dim Seattle far away. I'm surrounded by mountains here. A circle of 108 beads, originally seeds of ficus religiosa, bow tree, a circle 
continuous, one odd bead larger than the rest and bearing a tassel, hair tuft, the man who sat under the tree, in the center of the circle, a void, an empty figure containing all that's multiplied, each bead a repetition, a world of ignorance and sleep. Today is the day the goose gets cooked, day of liberation for the crumbling flower, knob-cob, pine-cone in the flames, brandy in the sun, which, as I said, will disappear. Anyway, it'll be invisible soon, exchanging places with stars now in my head, to be growing rice in China through the night. Magnetic storms across the solar plains make aurora borealis shimmy bright beyond the mountains to the north. Closing the lookout in the morning, thick ice on the shutters, coyote almost whistling on a nearby ridge. The mountain is there, between two lakes. I brought back a piece of its rock, heavy, dark honey color, with a seam of crystal, some of the quartz stained by its matrix, practically indestructible, a shift from opacity to brilliance. The Zenbos say, lightning flash and flint spark, like the mountains where it was made. What we see of the world is the mind's invention, and the mind, though stained by it, becoming rivers, sun, mule dung, flies, can shift instantly, a dirty bird in a square time, gone, gone, really gone, into the cool, oh mama, like they say, four times up, three times down. I'm still on the mountain. Nine Two Y's Red By is produced and commissioned by New York's Nine Two Y Unterberg Poetry Center a home for live readings and literature for over 80 years. To invite more authors into your home, subscribe to 92Wise Read By wherever you download podcasts. If you're able, please visit 92y.org slash help now to donate to support 92Y and our new digital programming. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Find more great recordings at 92y.org slash read by.